Welcome to Story Talking with Lux, episode 79, or you can also call it season 2, episode 11. That I guess that means we're in week 11 of, of this year. So it's Monday right now, Monday morning um, on March 25th. I'm about two days late. Usually I try to get an episode out every Saturday. And I have gotten in this habit of recording day off, especially if I'm doing if I'm not doing a guest. With a guest, you know, you sometimes have to schedule things early. So if you heard the last episode, you are aware that I'm in Amsterdam right now. And if you follow me on social media, you definitely are aware because that's I've been sharing things about what's uh, what I've been up to here. So I will tell you, I mean, not that this is something that I'm apologetic about, but it does sound like I have some attitude about it, right? Uh, the reason this episode is coming to you on a Monday morning rather than Saturday is because, so I got here on Friday, um, and on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, couldn't find, uh, a place to record (laughs) because I don't carry any recording equipment or anything. It's just my laptop and me, and I tried to record on my phone, but the weather has been so uh, well, I really enjoyed it, but it's really windy here. It rained this morning. Uh, it was raining five minutes ago, and I was concerned if I'd be able to record this one. It is still very windy, so I'm I'm I think I'm on the sixth floor, sixth floor, and you can just the place I'm in is very quiet. The only background noise. Or the only background sound, I don't want to call it noise because it's I really like it, it's quite soothing, is the wind. Uh because you know, I'm I'm six floors up. It it's been a it's been a really fun weekend for me. I I don't think the last time I traveled was for the Jaipur Literature Festival, which was in January. But technically that was a week full of work, you know, didn't really it wasn't it wasn't for fun even though it was fun. Um, I think this is the first little uh, vacation I've had in, oh, I don't know, a few years. I'm not sure. Like, to see, this is the thing when you know that it's been a while since you've taken some time to yourself that you can't even remember the last time you did so. So not that I'm complaining about my life. I just wanted to tell you I haven't traveled in a while. So... That was actually, that's been quite fun so far. So I've been here for about three full days now. And even though I came here to do nothing, uh, I really wanted to write. I wanted to, you know, basically do what I like doing without the pressure of having to uh, work, you know, air quotes. So during this time, I've visited maybe about eight different kinds of places, uh, cafes, bars, restaurants, even breweries, and a really cool library as well. I've listened to podcasts. I've caught up on reading Homo Deus, which is uh, the sequel to Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. I think I read about 100 pages. And I've also uh, <laughs> indulged in one of my favorite passions, which is consuming beers from different countries and um, 
especially beers made in Netherlands and Belgium and Germany and just yeah all over all over Europe. So far, coming back to writing, I can tell you, I've maybe written, I don't know, about 500 words. <laughs> and wait, technically, okay, correction. I've typed 500 words because I think I've probably written thousands and thousands of words. Just I just haven't typed them yet. And... I think that's so this is something I, I was listening to uh, a podcast where Chuck Palahniuk was being uh, interviewed by Joe Rogan and it's from from last year and he's a fantastic writer one of those writers that you just you can't put the book down uh, he wrote Fight Club he wrote Choke and Invisible Monsters and Pygmy and uh, I haven't read some of his recent work but I really uh, admire him. And he was talking about the writing process, and he talked about this idea that when you're sitting on a laptop or a computer and, and, and typing, that's not writing. Uh, for him, writing is the experience of living in the world and having a notebook to put it all down. And he also talked about this idea of um, he wishes that Writing was more of a social experience that apparently, so there was this, uh, I, I, have, I haven't looked it up, but I like hearing stories without, you know, immediately going to Google to verify them. I like the idea of a story just existing uh, without me confirming whether it happened or not, if it's real or not, or what, what really happened. He talked about this cafe that existed called the Mermaid Cafe, I think, in the time of Shakespeare. And it's apparently where all the great writers of that time would go and and talk to each other about writing and and share ideas and discuss things that they're working on and have bouncing you know thoughts across each other. And there was no worry of oh, is he gonna take my story or something? Maybe I mean people do accuse Shakespeare of being a being a, someone who stole ideas from someone, but. I really think that idea of the writing is not the typing. It's writing is, I think that in order for you to tell a story, you have to first live the story, you know? And that's kind of what I feel like I came here to do. I don't, I didn't, I realized after the first day when I was just roaming around, uh, this town called Amstelveen, which is about 15, 20 minutes away from Amsterdam, I realized that I didn't feel guilty for not typing much that day. And usually I would. Usually I would give myself this pressure that, oh, Lakshwar, you're, you're away from home. You're, you're in the place that you, you like writing outdoors. You like writing in the open. You like writing at cafes and bars. Why aren't you typing? And I realized that I was writing. I just, it's like, um, so this is something that I love about movies. Uh, I'm always fascinated about how they find the locations to shoot in, especially if they're making a set, not making a set, and if it's a live location. I always like the idea of, of uh, that. And when I got older, I found out that that's a thing that something 
It's called location scouting. And I love that idea of like whenever, if or whenever I do make a movie, I think the location scouting is something that I'm doing like right now. But even though I don't have movies uh, that I'm making right now, I do have stories that I can tell because they don't cost money. Only my time, which is, you know, quite subjectively, uh, the value of it is quite subjective. But I think that the places I'm going to, the environments I'm experiencing, the stories I'm hearing, overhearing uh, across from other tables, these are the places where I think I'll be setting future stories. And right now I'm just... I'm just taking in that environment. And that's why that's what I mean. I think I came here to write and not to type. But if in case I end up do typing something, which is, you know, what what uh, those 500 words or something have been about, then that's a pretty good bonus. Um going back to that idea of um listening to stories. Now, I'm I haven't Living in India, you you hear the same kinds of stories. If you're ever in a restaurant uh, or a bar, you get used to the same stories uh, because you get used to the same people that come to those places. The restaurants, you're going to hear families. Uh, you're going to hear uh, couples on dates. Couples on dates are rarely loud. Families are quite loud. Friends are, if there's a friends group, they're quite loud. And the typical stories with families, there's always, you know, parents and kids. So kids are loud. You don't hear the parents talk that much. Uh, but with friends, you always hear laughter. You always hear uh, uh, the wind. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this in post-production of this, but the wind is fantastic right now. It's like um, It's like it's playing music. And I kind of wish it could be a part of the podcast. It's like having a background score, which uh, I generally don't use. So anyway, coming back to eavesdropping on, on tables. So whenever you hear friends in, in India uh, sitting at a table uh, in, over in a restaurant or at a bar, there was a lot of laughter. There's always a lot of leg pulling. There's always people reminiscing, being nostalgic about a life before and I know this isn't going to sound very surprising to make this connection but especially with friends you primarily always talk about stories you talk about that time in college you talk about that time in school you talk about that thing that happened that you thought was really funny or you make a joke at someone's expense based on something that happened when you were younger and even when friends are bullying each other in a fun way, you they're always bringing up, they're always using a story uh, as part of that joke. Now, coming to another country and being a part of that experience, you realize that you're now, not only are you surrounded by different stories altogether, but you're also surrounded by a different language. And even though a lot of people in Amsterdam uh, speak English, there's a lot of expats, there's a lot of travelers, you do hear English a lot. But I do, I don't, um, I don't go to the obvious touristy spots. I'm not, a, I'm not a very good tourist. Uh, 
uh, I like finding, you know, alleys and gullies where there's little cafes and bars, places that you have to be standing in front of them to to even find them. You can't see them from far away. And that's where you hear the local languages. You hear people talking in Dutch or talking in French. And that is the thing that I, I realized on this trip that I really enjoy. Hearing people talk, but I can't understand them. Because it kind of gives me this, uh, this fun little game or challenge of imagining what they're talking about. And imagining that story that's on that table. You know, every time you enter um, a restaurant or, or a bar or a cafe, this is something that I've, I've found myself doing. I count how many tables there are, how many people are sitting there. And I immediately take notice of the different stories that are happening. If there's, you know, 10 tables in a restaurant and six are people are sitting on it, I know there are six stories happening right now. And... There was this thing actually in the Homo Deus, the book uh, by Yuval Harari that I'm reading right now, with, where he talked about this idea of history being an alternative narrative. History being full of the narrative that we choose to tell. But whenever you choose to tell one narrative, you are kind of ignoring all the other narratives that existed during that time. And he called it an alternate narrative. And if I take that concept out of context from what he was talking about, I think that traveling is is like you're experiencing alternate narratives. And I mean, what is a narrative? Narr my narrative is the life I've lived for 29 years. That's the story I've created or the story I'm living, depending on whether you believe you create your own story or you just, you know, are allowed to be a character in it. But when you travel you realize that the world, I mean, this is going to sound really simplified, but the world is going on for everyone else too. But because you are bogged down by your own reality, your work, your stress, your, your family, your friends, you're, you do create a narrative that is only a few characters. It's you, your close friends and family, That's, and, you know, work, people at work. You, when you travel, and especially for solo traveling, which is something that I, I enjoy doing, and I think, I mean, I think a lot of people enjoy doing, um, that's when you get introduced to this idea of other narratives. And when I travel, I don't travel with an entourage, so I'm all the other characters in my narrative are no longer travel, are not with me in this, in this new narrative, in this new phase where I'm traveling for a limited amount of time, right? So I'm the only character that is that is now present in my narrative. And when I go to another country and I go to another city, I go to another restaurant, I realize that I am now an outsider to other people's narratives. And that is kind of freeing because you realize that there are so many stories happening without you. And they are at least as interesting as the story that you are a part of. And that's what I think I, I guess I mean about 
writing versus typing. When you're typing, that's the output of that absorption, that view taking life in and putting something out. But the writing is the story that you're living. And maybe some fiction will come out of it. Maybe some essays will come out of it. Uh, but you know that you're not wasting this time. And that's one, one thing that I've always felt like there was a fear of when I was younger, especially with writing. I didn't want to waste my time. I, I wanted my traveling to be 80% typing. And I realized on this trip that that's not really, it's not ideal, it's not recommended, and it's certainly not an expectation I put myself through anymore. In um, other news, I can tell you, I do have to write one thing this week, which um, I'm, I'm not really, I'm excited about. I've written some of it. So uh, if you remember from last episode, I am in Amsterdam for a work thing. Uh, I have the privilege of being a speaker at an event called Startup Amsterdam. Uh, I think, wait, I think it's called, it's called Techstar Startup Weekend Amsterdam. And it's powered by Google and Techstars is a big um, international community for, it's an accelerator program for startups. And I've been invited to speak um, on their opening on Friday evening. And I'm writing the speech right now. And I've written a few speeches in my life. I've written a lot of lectures in my life. So this part is quite easy for me in terms of um, I don't feel like any writer's block or anything when it comes to this. Because you're not, you're essentially not making things up, which is what, you know, fiction is. Fiction obviously many times feels a lot harder than than the nonfiction. But the, the trick with a speech is that if I, I guess, if I had to give any pointers, all you're really doing is taking words that already exist that you know are the key words that you want to hit and then forming sentences around them. And I guess that's the simplest, <laughs> simplest way for me to define how a speech is formed. But the thing that I keep in mind when, uh, whenever I write anything that is going to be shared publicly live, uh, I mean, see this, this episode is life for me, but it's not life for you because you are not hearing me talk, uh, in person and I can't see you, so I can respond to you. But, uh, the, the amazing thing about a speech experience is that you, or a talk, you know, is that you are you're standing there in front of people and you're telling a story. Now, it's a story based in reality. Uh, I'm actually going to be telling a story within my speech this week as well. Um, but what I try to keep in mind whenever I, I, when I, when I write these things, especially when I, when I uh, present my stories and my talks, I care about the experience of the listener. I care about the experience of every person in that crowd. And by that I mean that I write backwards. I think about what I want you to feel. 
and I think about what the conclusion, the goal of my talk is, and then I reverse engineer the talk to hit those points. So if I know, let's say I'm telling, if I'm going for a funny, lighthearted moment, I know why I'm going for it, because I almost always take my light, lighthearted, funny moments where people, you know, they snicker, they giggle a little, or they just, you know, do a <laughs> or, you know, they clap. I know that right after that, I'm going to say something really poignant and, and, and what I consider to be a take-home, you know, thing. Um, and I think that's not to flatter yourself when it comes to writing these talks, but you do have this inner, inner desire, uh, when you're presenting something to a group of people, I don't know how big the crowd is going to be, but I'm guessing it's going to be about a hundred people, maybe more. Um, you want them to remember this talk. You want them to remember something, but you can't expect them to remember everything. So you break it down to maybe three, at most five, like key phrases. And if a person at the end of the day ends up going home with just one of them, then that's, that's it. That's all you get to enjoy that moment. The satisfaction of knowing that you have or very optimistically said something that someone's going to remember for a while. That's all that makes speech writing for me. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about whether I'm sounding too technical. I don't care about whether I'm sounding too personal, where I'm sharing something too personal. None of that matters to me. Uh, as long as I know that... I said something that got through to you, that I said something that you were able to resonate with because of something that you were experiencing. And if it ends up inspiring you, then that's that's like the next bonus of, of that. So writing that speech has been uh, quite fun. Uh, I'll be writing a little bit more today. Uh, on updates for the rest of the stuff that uh, I was right, I've been doing, I guess, in this second season, as you might be aware. Um, Play Me Life, which is something that I mentioned last week, I think. Yes, uh, so that uh, the first script is done. Uh, I will be, when I get back to India, I will be working with uh, some actors and uh, people I trust to help me put this story <clears throat> put the story together to do a little workshop or table read so that I can then go back and rewrite the story after I've heard people uh, perform it because that's it's, it's a brand new experience for me and I'm really excited to be able to see something like that happen because usually if I've ever recorded a story being told it's usually my own voice and I can't do that with uh, stories with two characters. And I'm too close to the story to really know what's good for it or not. Uh, do have three other scripts to work on, which again, no pressure. I will I will get to them when when the time comes. Uh, maybe during this trip, maybe not. Besides that, oh yes, dual stories. If you are a fan of the dual stories episodes that I have been recording this season in season two, uh, I do. I don't have. Um, I'm going to do a separate episode for that, and I think it's going to happen when I get back to India because 
next week's episode. I don't have no idea if, if this coming weekend's episode. That reminds me, maybe I should switch to more of a weekend episode thing rather than calling it every Saturday because I seem to be, I seem to have missed the deadline this time. Maybe this was the first time uh, that I that I'm late. Definitely have never posted on a Monday before. I think I've posted on Sundays before. But anyway, I don't know if next week's episode is going to be on the weekend. I do know that I am in Amsterdam another day after uh, the the event. The start of weekend starts Friday evening and Sunday evening. And I have an extra day here. Monday I'm here. So I might I might give you a quick uh, quick episode on next Monday as well. So, but yeah, Play Me Life. Uh, excited to be writing more of those. Dual Stories is going to have its own episode, like I said. It's going to be part four, I believe. And I'm hoping to give you a lot more in-depth um, layout of how the story is going to be structured. And where will be the where the key scenes, what the key scenes are going to be and how I'm going to then reverse engineer the rest of the story to hit those key scenes. So I guess that's it. This is probably one of the shorter episodes I've done. And uh, I'm very, very excited to see myself growing in this way. I hope you are happy that, I mean, I hope it's bittersweet for you. You're happy that the episode is ending. But you're also like, ah, oh, I really like having these long episodes, you know, listening to Lux while I drive or take the metro or something, wherever you are, whichever city you live in, you probably have either a car or take the metro. Uh, that's, that's how transportation works. See, this is, this, is, this is me just wanting to not let go of the episode. But yes, thank you for listening. This was uh, episode 11, season 2, or overall 79. Uh, of story talking with Laksh. I will see you next week.